Thanks for coming along to And We Have an Office Doc, the digital agency podcast where we talk to agency owner directors and learn more about what makes them tick. From the things that make them similar to the things they'd rather have known sooner, where they've had success and where they've learned some hard lessons. All will be revealed. With your host, Chris Simmons, the agency coach. And he'll be talking to a different awesome agency person in each episode, asking them four questions and seeing where the conversation takes us over the next 25 minutes. Okay, so let us begin. Over to you, Chris. Thanks, voiceover guy. And on the podcast today, we've got BB, the link builder. How are you doing, BB? Hi, I'm doing amazing, all things considering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's not talk politics or war or viruses in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to everyone who who was hoping for that for some reason. Uh, no one is. <laughs> so so firstly, BB, um, tell us all about the agency. What is it that you do beyond obvious? The obvious being BB, the link builder. Well, there's not much beyond that, really. So I just... This is going to be a short podcast, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, people need links to their websites to help them, you know, uh, get higher in the search results. And uh, I build those links from other websites to their website. So that's that's the whole nuts and bolts of it. And you've been going for about three or four years now, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm really bad with time. So it could be 20. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it, for the people that are listening to this, you can't see that that BB's got one of those uh, um, kind of Zoom filters on where her hair's on fire. So yeah, um, she could she could be having a good day or a bad day, and you just never know. Um, well, hopefully, hopefully not. This is this is a, a family podcast, BB. <laughs> Oh, okay. Fuck that then. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, you've you've got about what thirty people in the team? Mm. Sip of coffee. Um, yeah, yeah, about thirty. And and they're spread. They're, you, you've got you you run an almost entirely remote business, don't you? So they 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 yeah. they're all over the world, are they? Yeah, it's entirely remote. Uh, I I've haven't worked in an office for I think about ten years or something. No longer. I think mm. 12, 13 years. Um, but my team, most of my team is in the Philippines. And then I have a business partner in the uh, United States. And uh, my sister works for me as well. She's on Mallorca, Spain. Oh, right. So, so I mean, time zones is probably the biggest problem that you've got when it comes to communicating times, is it? Yeah, it sometimes is. Although um, the people in the Philippines, they just uh, determine their own work hours, basically, their mm -hmm. own work schedule. And a lot of them like to work at night. So they just live by the okay. day, work at night. Um, some, you know, do uh, work part of the day in the morning and then part of the day in the evening. So That's we nice. always find a spot where we can uh, uh, communicate. So we have normal uh, cool. meetings and everything. Yeah. That's cool. So so what do you think has been one of the like the biggest successes that you've had in, in all the years you've been running the agency? Uh, um... Yeah, it's going to be really weird because it's not like... That sounds unusual. I wasn't expecting <laughs> I wasn't expecting normal, baby. I, I think I was really happy when when there was a big typhoon in the Philippines and everybody was, uh, you know, their houses were blown away and all that stuff. And it was fine for us. We were able to uh, donate money to help everyone out, to keep paying them, paying them mm -hmm. double. 
you know, and and to, to sustain everybody through the crisis. And I think I think that was so um, such a rewarding thing to be able to do. And I realized, uh, uh, so I, I've always wanted to help people. Mm. Uh, but, you know, running a business is hard to to be a volunteer and all that stuff. Really is, yeah. But then I realized I can still make money and have a purposeful uh, business. So I can still help people. So that was really, really, I think that was one of my biggest wins. We didn't, you know, even though 80% of our people weren't able to work for a really long time, I think it was almost a month, uh, we just kept going and we were, we had uh, enough, uh, yeah. So, yeah. so, so uh, the biggest success in a sense is that you, the business had resilience, but also you managed to do a good thing and help people out. Which is yeah, cool. yeah. And, and, and uh, yeah, and the astonishing thing of that was also that, so many people, even though they know what I'm like, you know, and, and I know that I, I really care about them, they all thought they were going to get fired for being hit by a typhoon. That's out yeah, of it's not their fault, is it? It's but not they, their fault. But, but, but may, maybe that's maybe that's the kind of the gig culture in 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 for, the, for, for workers like that. I guess they just assume that they're disposable, even if you are nice to them. Yeah, I think that the, the disposable term, that's that's a really good term. That's something I use in my uh, uh, job uh, posting. So when I when I hire new people, I always say a lot of entrepreneurs or online entrepreneurs, they see you guys as disposable uh, labor, but mm. I don't see you. So you have to be committed, right? Because it's yeah. both ways. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's really that's yeah, so I mean, I mean that's a, a lovely thing to to call a success. I think it's really lovely. Um, so congratulations on being a good human being. Ah, <laughs> you win the prize. <laughs> I'm an atheist, so I might still go to hell, but you know. Well, you know, I mean, you can't do it all. You can't do everything. Um, so if you were to go back, like the um the the four years plus all the time that you spent beforehand like before you started the agency and you were to build a time machine bb's time machine and you were to go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice what do you think you'd give yourself as that one piece of advice mm. um i wish you asked me four years ago <laughs> no no because I, I need that much time to think about it <laughs> um I think uh, to realize what your capacity is, because I think mm. in the beginning I said yes to too many things, too many yeah. leads, because yeah. I was so flattered by people, you know, all the marketing I get is inbound, mm. what people ask for me. Uh, and and that was, yeah, good for my ego, but I, I ended up saying yes to too many projects, too many clients. Yeah, I think we we talked about that a while ago, didn't we? And I think, you know, the the coming, getting over the the, the flattery is quite it's quite hard you know saying yeah. no saying no is really hard when you run an agency yeah and especially if people keep pushing you know if, if people say yeah but maybe we'll wait a month then we'll start or 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 they or they some or, or they say or they tell you well i'll be very very patient i won't expect much and all that stuff no just say no because it's just uh, it's gonna kill you in the end yeah so so can i get some links from you next month if you've got time <laughs> Yeah, I got, I got an you got, old. You got loads of time. You got time. You're fine. You're never busy. You're just, you know, if you, if you, if you'd have, if you'd have, um, four years ago, uh, the, the, the four-year-old version of you had shown up and given that advice, though, do you think you'd have listened at all? Um, um, 
maybe a little bit. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Maybe. maybe. Okay. I, yeah. I, 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 I can imagine that the, um, apart from the shock of seeing yourself four years older, um, I think you probably that kind of that kind of advice is the sort of thing where you only listen when you're ready to hear it. But also, yeah. but also, it's something that when you start realizing that it's true, you might come to the realization sooner rather than you know waiting four years and being a bit stressed out. Yeah, but I, I do have to say that that there were probably people already saying it to me back then. So mm. yeah, I, and, I, I didn't and, listen. <laughs> and 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 this is this is one of the hardest jobs from my point of view as a as an agency coach. Like I I I find it really hard to 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 be giving advice, mentorship, coaching, etc. If the, if I know the person isn't isn't ready to hear it, often I you know that's that's when I I'll, I'll turn an agency away and say you know we need to be in a position where you know if you're asking for advice and support you've got to be ready to to listen to that advice and take the support um there's a there's a lot of agency owner director leaders out there that that kind of think that getting an agency coach is the is the solution to the problem and you know you then can tick it off and then you say oh well but the agency still isn't working it can't be all of the things i've done it must be someone else um but if you don't listen to the advice that you're given then it's probably because you're not ready to listen to it yeah so how do you get people ready to listen to it or just, you it, just well i think i think it's when they ask right so so usually usually lots of agency coaching businesses they'll do lots of like um events and invite those of agencies for free stuff and free advice and then those people might turn into clients but they're not necessarily ready for it yet they've had the the kind of ego massage and then they go straight into uh, like a six-month program and everyone thinks that everything's going to be fine but at that point in time, usually that's when they're looking for a fix and not uh, not support. They're looking for someone to come in and say, this is what you need to do. Not right. uh, or read this book, read that book. And here's a here's a spreadsheet. Whereas when you're ready to, for the advice, you kind of go, shit, I've got I've got to I've got to do something here. And it's probably my fault somehow. And when you start going, yeah, it's probably my fault. That's when you start listening. And that's when people come to me and they say, hey, Chris, are you free to talk? And usually I do what you do and just say, yeah, sure, sure. No problem at all. And then just don't sleep and things. <laughs> um, I don't listen to my own advice. I often say you should eat your own dog food. And, uh, and you know, I need to go and eat some dog food, I think. Um, so if you if you apart from apart from uh, you know, um, saying yes to too many things and taking too much on, if, yeah. I, if you if if is there something that you kind of regret doing the way you did or that you started doing that you realized was really successful that that now you always do and it's really successful for the business uh so those are two questions right so is it is sort of yeah i've cheated <laughs> uh so you asked first was it something i realized i shouldn't have done yeah so is, is right. there something is there something that you kind of did wrong in changing it, it set you up for success now. Um, um, so, yeah, I, th I think I'm managing expectations again. That's that's also part of the whole capacity thing. Mm. I think I think I I promised people um, to deliver links within a certain time frame, right? And I think that time frame was too small. Yeah. And um, so, for instance, when you start a link building campaign, you, you need to know, get to know the project, get to know the market, and all that stuff. And the first month, there might not be a link. Right. But mm -hmm. I always promised to have uh, 10 links uh, okay. the first month. 
and uh, now I know that that's 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 not a good way to go. And, and it's better to set up people expecting it even later, so when they come earlier, they're happily surprised, right? So that's uh, so now I I I try to tell people the first months they're not going to be any links, and then if there are links, then they're happy. Yeah. Uh, so 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 that expectation management thing is something that I guess that. You know, it's regretful you didn't do it in the first instance, but you learned from it, and that's now become part of the systems and the processes of onboarding new cl new clients. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and and I guess the good thing I I always find that the clients you end up losing, are the ones that um some you the 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 if you get the onboarding perfect for for a client, they often like stay longer because they know who they are, they know who you are, they know what to expect from you and what you expect from them. Whereas if you're um, it, when when you're in that yes mode, that that kind of goes out the window. I remember when I was when I first started running uh, the agencies, I, I, I remember thinking, yeah, yeah, we'll take that on. We'll do this. Yeah, we'll do your social media management. And, all that. and, and by the way, how the hell do you do social media management when you're an SEO <laughs> agency? I don't know. Uh, and you sell all this stuff. But then you realize that you lose that client in three or six months time. And you're thinking, oh, they're an asshole. What you know, why, why is it they left us? And you start thinking, well, it's probably me. I didn't tell them don't expect these things in month one and these you will if you do a yeah. technical seo audit on someone's website you need to let them know when you're at the sales process that when we do an audit there will be things for you to implement which may cost you on your uh, money from a developer so right. they don't they don't pay 10 grand for a, a an audit and then expect the website to be perfect they 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 expect additional costs later and usually if you don't set expectations then then you lose people quicker yeah, I think I think it's also really good for a lot of SEOs that um, uh, they keep, sometimes they keep things vague because they don't know what's going to happen or what the results are going to be uh, because they don't want to overpromise things. And I understand, but what you can be very clear about is how what your work process is, you know, and what the terms are under which you work. And like you say, that there might be costs on, uh, later on. So if, even if you don't, if you're not that clear about these are the exact results in that much time. You can really um, have your reporting or or everything you do very open and transparent, and that uh, that will help them uh, trust you more. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it, it's a it's a people business in a sense. You're the, yeah. If you're selling a service, you're selling the promise of doing something. And yeah. if you're selling the promise of doing something, they've kind of got to buy you as well. If they don't buy you as a person and they don't buy trustworthiness and they know that you're not going to try and screw them over, then it's really hard for them to understand why they didn't get links in month one or why that was a bit harder later on and things like that. So is there something that on the, on the other side then? Is there something because I, I know that from <clears throat> some of the stuff I've seen you share in the past and things, I, I, I see that you guys have got a, um, a really um, nice way of reaching out to, to people for links and things like that. Is there something that you that you guys do internally with with your team that that kind of make everyone um uh, as good as they are um that you know you kind of just gone oh that's it's, it felt natural to you that but you've now made that part of the business yeah i think it's it's part of the recruiting so um basically when when i hire someone or before i hire someone uh i have them do a test and a test is not it's not it's very straightforward it's kind of what they're going to be doing in the in the in the team anyways mm. And um, and it doesn't mean that they have to do it well or have to even understand the test, but I have yeah. to see the potential. Yeah, and, yeah. And and, a, and the potential is to be able to write very creative and personable copy. 
because mm-hmm. uh, that's the hardest part in in mm. the link building what I do. Uh, and once they see, I see the potential for that, then I hire them. So I already already hire them on their most important traits. Mm. Um, and something that I did find out this year was that uh, I left training to the team needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I now think that it watered down a little bit, so I'm I'm diving back in and yeah. creating a solid training again and having. And then I also asked the people that, that were doing the jobs because they they didn't want to do some stuff anymore, and I didn't understand why. So one of the things I didn't like doing anymore was writing templates. So we use templates in our outreach, but they're very creative. So they're yeah. they're they're actually a standalone product, right? So they're mm-hmm. really good writing, uh, but they didn't like doing it anymore. And um, then I found out it was the pressure that they had to, to had to produce them too many of them. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, that killed their creativity. So, um, and then I and I used to when I trained, I used to have somebody do template, and then I would do video feedback, and then they would do a revision, mm. and that went a couple of times forth and back. But they didn't like that anymore because they felt um, hurt <laughs> by my feedback because I'm Dutch, so I'm very direct. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh. And then I asked them, um, so how do, how would you like to do these trainings? You know, I know I know you guys don't enjoy doing this anymore, and it shows, right, in the work. And then they said, well, maybe maybe we can try groups. So now we're doing groups where everybody gives feedback on each other's work, and yeah. and I chime in, of course. Um, yeah, and it's given everybody new motivation and, and inspiration. Yeah, and I, I guess I guess that's um, I mean any any kind of group coaching, group training, those sorts of things where people can challenge each other's ideas and challenge yeah. each other's perceptions. It it even if you end up coming out of uh, those meetings having learned nothing about the the subject matter, you learn something about how you've communicated, which is which is fantastically important for for a business like yours. Yeah, yeah, it's worked really well. So we'll just keep doing that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It sounds yeah. sounds really good, especially if you've got remote teams as well, because it adds a little bit of um, culture to the business as well. So you're yeah. having lots of people talking um, in a meeting of sorts, you know, to learn something, but they're learning from each other and culturally they're learning from each other as well. So you're building a bit of a, um, uh, a more sticky team because, of course, not everyone works very closely with each other, so necessarily sees each other, um, you know, in person. So if if someone's waited 25 minutes for this throughout this entire podcast, and sorry if you've had to listen to us for 25 <laughs> minutes, but if you've listened to us for 25 minutes and all they've been waiting for is a, as a brand new agency owner is BB's one piece of advice, ah. what, what one killer piece of advice would you give a new agency owner? Oh, my God, you're such a hyperbole. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, you one... should see my outreach emails. They're awful. <laughs> Uh, one killer piece of advice. Um, uh, so, so I don't don't think that you have to do something a certain way. So, if you were talking about social media marketing, right? So, yeah. the CEO agency might think, well, I need to go on Facebook and I need to do this. It it can work really, really well. But if it's not within your personality or your business structure, it's not going to work for you. Yeah. So you have to find ways that 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 to to generate leads or to run your business uh, your own way and there but at the same time there are so many people who can show you examples so just shop around and look at how other people are doing things but don't think like 
oh, I have to be an alpha male and I have to be like a baller and post uh, myself in a Lamborghini and, you know, and push people into into uh, going with this 20K budget or whatever. If that fits you, yeah, cool, do it. But if it doesn't fit you, you will find your own uh, way. Yeah. And um, I mean, there's uh, there's there's a formula to doing some of this in the in the broad strokes. But if you if you fit everything in the in the in the in all the boxes, then you're not going to be any different and you're not going to be any better either. Yeah, that's the same as well. Yeah. That's yeah. It. So if, if you, it's fine to copy everybody else, if you want to have uh, maybe their clients or something, if, or, yeah. if you want to follow their path, but you don't have to. Well, quite quite a lot of um, quite a lot of agency owners they start their agency after coming from another agency and they think they can do better. But their their template, their benchmark is everything they've just been doing. So they go away and they take all of the uh, the, the 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 structure, the systems, the processes that they remember as an employee and yeah. try and put them in place as an employer in an agency that they want to have different clients to the one that they started at. And they're trying to put square pegs in round holes at that point, and and eventually those things sort of fall through and they and they break down. Yeah, you must see that a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it it's um it's part of of growth of an agency. You know, you get to that end of that first eighteen months to two years. That's when the uh, the referrals and the recommendations start slowing down because you know you've, you you're now running your own agency you've already spoken to everyone you could possibly choose to speak to right and, and at that point that's when that's when you start to to need to really build a sales and marketing machine and then you look at it and you realize it's really hard to sell and market when you look like everyone else so then you don't know how to to push that and the next thing you know you look like every other digital agency on the planet yeah it's so funny because when you were talking about agencies, I realized that uh, for a really long time, I didn't want to be called an agency because I had so many negative uh, associations with the word agency. Mm. But uh, you are one, BB. Get You've come to terms yeah, with it now. I think, I, <laughs> yeah. So this image that I had of agencies was, was like these, these sleazy, preppy, sort of hip guys in a, at a ping pong table in a... <laughs> Fair. I think I think in general that's relatively fair. <laughs> but you could also just be, you know, me, a mom, sitting on your couch watching below decks while you know <laughs> while managing your team. Yeah. So you don't have to be what you think an agency is. Exactly. I, I and I think that you don't have to be what you think an agency is is probably even better advice than your first piece of advice. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And 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 I think that's a really good way to end the podcast. So thank oh, you. Oh, well, fast. Yeah, I know it feels fast, but those poor people who've listened to us for twenty eight oh, minutes no. are probably climbing the walls in frustration. So <laughs> they're thank like, you very- where's the practical advice? Give me the exact <laughs> blueprints of how to do an agency. <laughs> hey, that's what people pay me for. <laughs> you, you keep quiet. <laughs> um, <So> thank- smooth. <laughs> Thanks very much for coming along. It's been lovely to talk to you, BB. All right. Bye. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Thank you. And uh, in our next podcast, we'll have a different agency leader talking about the things they've learned and the lessons that they've taken away from those. Enjoy.